Tuesday. It's 9.06. Good morning and happy Tuesday. You're listening to the Pensacola Expert Panel. Good morning to you. I'm Jenna Barr. Thanks for joining me here. Love hearing from you. Would love to hear from you all your questions this morning. It is time for the Garden Line. It's Tuesday. So Mike will be here till 10 a.m. to answer your questions. 850-437-1620. That's 437-1620 here at News Radio 92.3. A beautiful day outside. Lots of pollen, lots of allergies. If your eyes aren't watering like mine, please tell me your secret. You can text that in as well. 437-1620. Um, also, super excited. We have a special guest this week as well as next. We have Paul from Blue Sky Landscaping. Good morning. Good morning. And of course, Mike. How are we doing? How are you doing? I'm doing terrific. I'm doing great. It's going to be in the 80s today. I know. It's your favorite thing ever. fabulous. That's fabulous. No more cold. Oh, wait a minute. What did you say, Paul? He says no No more cold. cold. He's predicting it. He's prophesying it. Is that a prediction or is that a sure thing? Well, in my heart, it's a sure thing. In his heart. (laughs) I got to go check my pecan trees on Interstate I-110 to see if he's right. Yeah, actually, that's a good... Well, I feel like I woke up this morning and I went outside and everything has bloomed. Mm Mm-hmm. And all the cars are covered in whatever doesn't want to stay bloomed. Right? <laughs> right what right. are those things? They're like, they look like long, wormy things that fall all over, yeah, fall off the long trees. Off the oak Come, trees. Yeah. yeah. Coming is from that, the, the oak trees. It's right. Is that what that pollen, is? Basically, they're flower. Right. Oh, it's the flower. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Flower. So I want all them and wait dead. Till these leaves. Start, <laughs> these leaves are going to start falling too. They haven't quite fallen yet, but it's, that's coming. Well, it's, it's coming. you should see the amount of piles on everybody's. Uh, the edge of everybody's yards I'm in our neighborhood for um, mulch for my mulch beds. So That's when you I do that, do you have like a chipper, or how do you end up doing that? I just rake them and then I spread them out where I would normally put pine straw, or whatever. Okay, I do the same. Bed. I do the same thing. I've got a, a bed that um, I, I don't think the leaves look quite as good as a real nice pine bark, which I do enjoy in my front yard. But I do have a bed where I just use the um, the oak leaves as, as mm-hmm. the mulch, just like cypress mulch or pine bark nuggets or any of that stuff. And it's fine. It, there's no objection to that at all. You made me hungry. Pine bark nuggets. <laughs> <laughs> you can buy pine bark nuggets in chocolate and vanilla. <laughs> and, you know, whatever, whatever you really want. I mean, it's, it's Chocolate-covered pine bark nuggets. It's all up to you. <laughs> Actually, it sounds like a really good, like, ah, uh, pine bark nugget. Like, I just... <laughs> Now I'm going to use that. I just hope one of my listeners doesn't go up to Pensacola Seed and Garden and say, I'm looking for some vanilla. <laughs> bark nugget. Say, who told you that? Wiggins. Exactly. Well, I did notice a lot more sprinklers are on, so we have a lot more um, irrigation turning on this time of year, just the lack of rain probably, and just trying to bring uh, probably some of our lawns a little bit more out of dormancy. Oh, no, no question about it. I'm, I'm glad Paul's here because we can... Um, sometimes um, we agree on a lot. Sometimes there are different ways to do things. I am telling my friends and past customers who are talking to me about how often should I water my yard right now. I'm telling them, set that sprinkler system on about 30 minutes mm-hmm. and do it every three days. Yep. I think I think for the time of year um, we're in. Now, if we got into July and we had a lack of rain like we've had in the last couple of weeks, um, you almost have to go every day. Almost every but day. Yeah. I think every three days, thirty minutes is is pretty good. Yeah. If you if you um live say in Gulf Breeze, if, if you're saying Gulf Breeze, you may need to go more than thirty minutes. You may need to go forty five, obviously because of the sand. 
And as you go further north, you may go a little less. But for the most part, I'd say, as a rule, um, three times a week, 30 minutes, until yeah. things change. But be ready. Have your hand on that trigger of that sprinkler system or your hose or whatever to cut it off. Because mm-hmm. we, we can get into a series of rain, and you certainly don't need to do it then. So yeah, but, You're right, Jenna. But it is time to go because it's dry right now. It really is. It's very dry. And, but the thing to remember also is rotors and sprays are two different things. So if, if someone's yard is on a spray, it dumps a lot more water. You could probably back that down to about 25, 20 minutes because you don't want to overwhelm everything while it's, we're still in the cool. But, but Mike's totally right. 30 minutes for every three days is, is, is very adequate, especially okay. with rotors. But if you're on a spray and you, you see that things are getting too wet, just back it down a little bit. Oh, okay. Very yeah. good. That's good. That's good. St. Augustine grass, this time of year, um, is susceptible to the rhizoctonia fungus, if you yeah. will, also. So be careful to water not only, like we've just discussed, but water early, early in the morning. You mm-hmm. certainly don't want to water at night because that just helps promote disease, mm-hmm. even late in the afternoon. Um, you don't want the sun to go down in a wet yard if you can help it. Exactly. So I, I like watering 5, 6, 7 o'clock in the morning and get it done, and then it has the rest of the day to work. Also, if you do it, and at noon, especially if it's warm in the 80s and the 90s, it evaporates and you've lost all that water. It didn't do any good. So yeah. early morning is still the best. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I love it. Hey, if you have a question about what we're discussing this morning and a, or a question on your own, something going on in your yard with your plants, it's 912 here on the Pensacola Expert Panel. So text in this morning, 850-437-1620. It is definitely a beautiful day to do some yard work. There's no mm-hmm. question. And Jenna. This is the time of year when you get into mid to late March and April, the subject matter on the garden line just expands. Whether we're going to do lawns, fertilizer, pest control, vegetable gardening, um, color, Mm -hmm. uh, planting annuals, planting perennials, um, cultural practices like mowing and trimming and all of that. All of those topics are on the table for this time of year. That's what makes spring so special yes winter is over winter is over now we could get a little nip but um uh, the hard freeze i think is over too but that doesn't mean that i i'm recommending and i'd like to hear your advice um i just had a question about planting tomato plants today should i put my tomato plants out i said no no just kind of cool it for a little bit because just in case no sense Mm -hmm. doing it and losing them again because if nothing, if nothing else, they're expensive. <laughs> yeah, if we get if we get a frost, it can definitely damage the tomatoes. Uh, but um, a, a real quick funny story on tomatoes. This last year, I put my tomatoes in terracotta pots. Right. And um, over the winter, I brought them in right. during the cold snaps and brought them out, br- took them in. You know, I have cherry tomatoes that started in uh, mid February. My my cherry tomato bush is is just full of tomatoes and i'm just loving life right now how about that but it's in a pot and when it gets too cold i can bring that in you know yeah and i I do the same thing i I don't plant i I plant a couple of tomato plants especially little cherry tomatoes Mm -hmm. which are my favorite put them in a big terracotta pot put them on the west side of the house where they get a lot of sun i'm a little challenged sometimes about remembering to water them over there but um, if i do that um you can just go out there and, and have lunch you know, because you have so many cherry tomatoes to eat as we get into the season. So that's, that's interesting that that 
annual, I mean a pure annual, as mm-hmm. it should be a tomato plant, has really turned into a perennial it for really you. Yep. That's, that's really very interesting. Very good. I love it. I could go for a tomato right now. I'm a little <laughs> hungry. A Some floor. salt and pepper on it. Oh, just yeah. yeah. Can we order out? From yeah, here? exactly. <laughs> the other day when our friends from Jackson Steakhouse, you know, our, our great southern restaurant yes. girls are on, you could hear my stomach growling through the mic. <laughs> so, Mike, <clears throat> if we keep talking tomatoes or cucumbers or anything, we'll probably start to hear Jenna's tummy start to talk a little bit. So We can always change the subject we can to, talk um, about to chinch worms. bugs and sod yeah, webworms. Yeah, there, web there we go. Exactly. Or armadillos. That would definitely oh, yeah, kill that's my a, appetite. I wish you hadn't even said the word. Or that just, that's the way the rest you of the show is going to go. Is uh, a... Uh, what's it called like a memory popped up on my facebook and whoever made it for us which i wish i could remember my brain's just not that powerful made us the little image of the armadillo riding the bird scooter (laughs) that malcolm hated and malcolm's gonna be on later so it was just funny i think it popped up like this past weekend from from last year with our our precious armadillo friend I, i had i had lunch with malcolm the other day and he's doing a show with you, I think, at 1030 yep, just today. And uh, I said, Malcolm, Malcolm, why don't you do a little drop-in um, on the garden line? So he may drop in around 10 minutes till or so. Um, yeah, and, he has his ways, too. He has his 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 gardening tips as well. They, oh, oh, he does. British people know things. They do. We start, we start off talking kidding. to Malcolm about <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. <laughs> he's, got, he's got those the worst kind ever. Oh, my gosh. Hey, uh, we do have some questions coming in, but we have to take a quick break here on the Garden Line. When we come back, we're going to talk about, oh, Ray texted in, is it best to use pine straw or dark chocolate pine bark? (laughs) (laughs) Attaboy, Ray. Yeah, I think he's talking about pine bark. Um, Which ones, though, which which one is better in a garden bed? Before we get to that, let's take a quick break. Got a couple other questions uh, here on the garden line. In our text line, the number is 850-437-1620. Mike, Paul, Jenna here on News Radio here on the garden line it's 919 um really cool tips over here from our our boy scout who's uh, joining us this morning paul from blue sky landscaping shout out to justin who's uh probably out in the field he's probably at the office working on estimates right now oh okay all right sorry justin <laughs> that's boring okay <laughs> glad to not be you um but i we were talking about pine straw Versus yeah. mulch versus pine bark in a flower bed specifically. What well, do you think? Well, I, I think it depends on on where it is. If it's to me, if it's a flower bed that is a real focal point mm-hmm. in your landscaping, like everybody I, can see yeah, it. I like cypress mulch because it kind of kind of clings to itself and just doesn't wash quite as bad. I also do like the large pine bark nuggets. Now, it's a small one, the large pine bark nuggets. However, however, in a large bed, 
say, with azaleas and that type of thing, I think pine straw is probably the best. I really do. I think it's better for um, holding down the weeds. I think it looks good. But the key is, and Paul, help me here, is buying the right pine straw. You buy a pine straw that's been sitting around since last season. It turns gray and nasty. Get good, fresh, brown pine straw. And that's a great look, too, especially, I think, in a large bed where you don't want to, quite frankly, take the time, effort, and money to put those expensive large pine bark nuggets in there. I do yeah. like the pine bark nuggets. I'm yeah, looking like at them. them. I think that's really pretty. Pine bark nuggets are, are really nice, um, but they are pretty pricey. Okay. But if the homeowner is wanting like like in an, an annual bed, yeah. I, I would, even though I love the, the, the large ones, those are my favorite, um, but I would recommend like the small ones for the annuals because you can get in there and, and mess around. Okay. Um, and they won't smother the annual. And, oh. and then when you need to change out, it's a lot easier to just change out oh, the annuals move. and move it around. Right. Yeah. And, oh, and that I makes think, sense. And, and Paul makes a good point. One other thing you've got to do if you're putting in the small ones especially is look at whether you're on a slope. Yes. If you're on a slope, those small ones are going to wash much easier yeah. than, say, the larger ones. Or even pine straw is going to be the least um, problem you're mm-hmm. going to have from washing off the bed if, See, you, if you're kind of on a slope. that was the problem mulch in general was that i felt like here in florida our rainstorms are so heavy and strong that mulch would just fly everywhere every time it rained and i would have to go sweep it out and so i learned in those areas we actually ended up like ripping things out and putting stone down Mm -hmm. and changing out the landscape look because we were fighting with the mulch every time it poured which all summer long what do you think it does (laughs) And, and let me let me say one thing about a mulch that i don't recommend what is it Rocks. Rocks. <laughs> a lot of people will get the decorative rocks mm-hmm. and put it in a bed. Oh, no. They're so it's, hard to change things out. Jenna. <laughs> Jenna. Mine was, I just decided, so it was in a spot you got where it. you couldn't. So what we did was we put the rocks down and um, then had a really beautiful decorative pot. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. put something in yeah. there that could take the full sun in that sure. spot and just put it right like on top for a yeah, while. And that looks great. Mm-hmm. That looks great. Everything is different. You got to play around a little bit exactly. too. But, this is a good time of but year. But when you change your mind and say, you right. know, I don't really like those rocks anymore. I'm going to put in People pine will bark. buy them for good money, just so you know, Facebook Marketplace. Wow, getting them out of that bed because they kind of sink in there and they kind of yeah. blend in with the dirt. It can be a mess if you want to change it out. Oh, yeah. yeah. The rocks are really for more permanent bedding. Okay. But, um, I would, like Mike said, stick with the more decorative river rock. Don't do lava rock. Yeah, no. It's, um, I I mean, I don't want to be bougie on the radio, but it's outdated. It is. (laughs) But people are still buying it. We had it in our our backyard. Right. It was thrown all down. And, uh, oh, my goodness, the amount of time it took to scoop it up. And put it in buckets, like the Lowe's paint yeah, buckets. forever. And, yeah, forever, and then yeah. sold it on Marketplace. Somebody came and picked it up. I thought, you know, those kind of things people will buy. I think it's 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 cool to see. You can reuse it or make mm-hmm. some money off of it. But it's kind of good to play around with things as well. Yeah. Hey, we got a question coming in. Oh, our friend who texted in last week or called in, I believe, um, oh, a few weeks ago. The amaryllis bulb question um, when it came to the amaryllis bulb freezing. I don't know if you're catching on, Mike. Um, Our friend says, I'm happy to report that even though they are buried quite shallowly, they are now beautiful. There are now beautiful green leaves on most of them. 
They may not flower this year, but at least they're alive. Only a couple didn't make it, but 20 did. I bet they bloom this year. My neighbor, I've got my my test case on amaryllis is a neighbor I've got around the corner and right by the street, you know, right in the hot, right by the hot street, he's got a bed of amaryllis and his are already blooming and they look great and made it through the winter. And as I walked by his house many times, this winter, I said, <clears throat> it doesn't look like they're going to make it. Mm-hmm. It just mm-hmm. doesn't look like it. But they did, and they're blooming. And our good friend Skip Vogelsang, yeah. he propagates special amaryllis. And he really? sent me a picture the other day of this special one that he's got. It's a, it's a great perennial for Pensacola. Okay, really fun. We do love Skip. Hey, 850-437-1620. When we come back, let's get to Jan's question about spraying weed killer or spreading pre-emergent first. We have that and more here on The Garden Line, 27. Welcome back. Thanks for joining us here. I'm Jenna Barr. You're listening to Pep Talk on News Radio 923-850-437-1620 is our number here at the studio. We've got Mike and Paul here this morning on the garden line. So get those gardening questions in. We've got a few more uh, from hanging plants to weeping willows. But let's get to uh, spray weed killer or spread pre-emergent first. That's from our friend Jan. Good morning to you. What do you Paul, think? you want to go first? You want me to go first? <laughs> um, well, pre-emergent, Mike and I were just talking. Um, I would do the pre-emergence first uh, while everything is, is starting to – you want to get to the seeds. Pre-emergence will kill the seeds of any weeds that have been, been uh, laying dormant in the soil. But what pre-emergence will not do is um, attack any of the, the weeds that have already gone to root. So once those start coming up after the pre-emergence has has done its job, then you want to go to the weed killer because pre-emergence is only for attacking the seeds that have been laying dormant throughout the winter. Yeah. And if you you haven't had a bad weed problem, Mm -hmm. don't do it. I mean, you're talking about being, you know, not using chemicals. A lot of people would rather not. Um, don't don't do it if you're going to spray any weed killer i think the most effective are going to be a little bit later in the season when we can use our post-emergence mm-hmm. weed killer but but let me say that there are a couple of things that one can do in order to in, keep your weed population down by just doing basic cultural practices that we all know if you mow high mm-hmm. um, literally the height of a grass say saint augustine if you mow it at four inches that grass is literally going to shade out some of the weeds, so you're not going to have the weeds. If you water right, and we've talked about that already this morning, proper fertilizing, lime, if you will, if you need it. Um, so a lot of the things that we can do to keep our lawn healthy will inhibit the weeds, and you don't even have to use the weed killers. But if you do, I I'm a, think the post-emergence a little bit later on into April and May is going to serve you better. Yes. And also, you need to know what kind of weeds you're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Um, if you look at um, annual bluegrass, poana, it's everywhere in Pensacola right now. So what? Mm-hmm. The heat's going to get it. Yep. It's going to die from the heat. Don't worry about it. All right. Don't worry about it. Hey, and don't worry. We'll get to your questions here coming up on the Garden Line. Good morning to you. You're listening to News Radio 92.3. I'm Jenna Barr. If you'd like to text them in, 437 
20. Stay tuned. We have a Fox News update followed by. Just kiss me and forget all about that other stuff. Kiss me. Your big red lips, I think, will be enough. Don't worry with your lipstick. I'm going to kiss it all away. Throw away your lipstick. That ain't your color anyway. I've got to know just how much you miss me. <laughs> it's 9.36. You're listening to The Garden Line on News Radio 92.3. Jenna Barr, um, we had a visit from the Candy Fairy, <laughs> which just brightened our spirits. There, She just ran away. Um, candy came in, so we're just all... It's, it's. I think it's got us on a roll. I think you're right. Yeah. I we're, think you're right. We just, we're talking about gardenias <laughs> and beans, and it's just been a great day. We're having a lot of fun here in studio. And that chuckle you hear is Paul from Blue Sky Landscaping. He's joining us as well to help answer questions. This is, I guess this is a serious question. I kind of want to know, what makes a weeping willow or yopon or any other var- variety weep? Like, What makes it droop over? It's just... It's just- <laughs> The nature of the plant. Yep. I mean, it's just just the way it is. Um, you can you can buy yopons, you can buy dwarf yopons, you can buy larger growing yopons, you can buy weeping yopons. It's just how they've been propagated over the sometimes over the years, over the centuries. That's just genetics. that's just the way it is. Okay, exactly. I like it. That's that's a great technical answer. Isn't it? It's just the way it it's is. It's just the way it is. <laughs> the way it is. That sounds like my mom talking. Um, okay, so here we go. Da, 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 da. Um, Oh, what do you recommend in hanging pots for full sun plants right now? Also want to block some windows where we have full sun. Hmm. Well, you could put you some think? you can put some annuals in there. Annuals? You could put you could put some pansies in there if you will. Um I tell you one that I like for uh, it's a fern, it's called a spring arrive fern. And it will handle that sunlight, whereas a Boston fern needs a little bit of filtered sun. But a spring around fern, it's just green now. It's not going, not going to bloom on you. But it is a great hanging basket fern what is, to spring awry. Spring awry. Spring awry. Okay. Don't ask me to spell it. But no, it's. I'll look it up. Yeah, and look, see look it up. You'll see. Yeah, you, you use that, Paul. Do you ever use a spring around ferns? Not really. Um, we we don't. Tend more towards hanging baskets and, and ferns right. of that nature. Right. Um, we, we like foxtail fern. Oh, I um, like foxtail. Now, asparagus fern would be great as well in a, in a hanging basket. Uh, not so much in the yard because they can spread, but in a hanging basket, asparagus fern would be great. I think asparagus, asparagus, fern? asparagus fern and a spring arrive fern. Oh, are spring arrives are maybe cool. that'll take full size. Kind of the same thing. You think so? Huh. Asparagus fern, spring arise. So spring arise spelled S P R I N G E R I. I knew that. Um, <laughs> I didn't because I just spelled it like you don't even want to no, know. No, I didn't know that. that. The internet pretty much right. just told me I was dumb. Um, but I th- so they will take full sun. I think that was the biggest concern. That, that, that was the biggest concern, and and they will really because really, you don't want to put something in a pot. Ca- they'll really and then cascade it dies. over that hanging basket. It makes a really pretty hanging basket. Oh, it's I have pretty. found them relatively hard to find. Um, you don't see a lot of spring arrive ferns, and and Jenna, if you look up asparagus fern, I think you're gonna. F- I'm not sure somebody can help us on that. I think that may be exactly the same thing, just another looks, name for it. 
I know very the, similar. Yeah, they I might think be. So. They might be. I think so. The same thing. Then um, I know asparagus. Yes, or, it's called the basket asparagus. Right. Okay, there you go. Right. Exactly. Oh, cool. Because foxtail uh, is a similar fern too, but they're cousins. Yeah, but a foxtail is going to grow straight up. Yep. You wouldn't want that in a hanging. Yeah, basket. there's one right. that says foxtail, and it goes straight up. Um, that's a great fern. You're right. Yeah. So, and they'll take full sun. That's yes. I think. Okay. Very cool. They're very pretty and. It looks like they'll get very bushly too, so that would definitely right. help block some of that mm-hmm. sun. How often would you have to probably water that? Is oh, the next question from not them. Often. Okay. They're they love to be arid. They, okay. Yeah, yeah, Paul's exactly right. Yeah, you just it's not going to take as much water as say a Boston fern. Yeah. Really One thing that comes to mind on to plant if you're looking for a blooming plant that you could plant right now. Um, I would say some petunias, petunias would be good because if you put petunias out right now, you could you can hand it'll handle some cold weather. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not going to handle 19 degrees, and it probably isn't going to handle in the 20s. But petunias are a good plant. As a matter of fact, over the years, um, we have recommended planting them in the fall when you plant pansies and snapdragons and that type of thing so that would be great because you can buy petunias that are of the cascading variety Mm -hmm. they grow and then they just fall over the side of the hanging basket and they're really very pretty there's also a cousin called million bells which is gorgeous and you can get those in any color of the rainbow that's exactly right you're right Um, and that they would love that full sun and you know they can handle the the little bit cooler temperatures we've got coming Okay, very nice. I like all of it. I'll uh, text over some of that information to you. Oh, this is a fun thing. So we have a listener who enjoys our program, and she told her cousin in Clearwater about us. And her cousin has asked a question from Clearwater in a different zone. Way different zone. Way different zone, yes. But what do you suggest when it comes to planting something for a pop of color in a retaining wall sort of planter. They're actually from Indiana, um, but they've heard about our program and would love to hear your suggestions. Okay, I've, I need to have What's a... a retaining wall well, planter? A reta- well, a retaining wall obviously is um, when you, if you're on a steep slope, oh, sometimes so you like put a retaining wall in yeah, there. So you, can, so you backfill to the... We have a lot of those up You backfill north. to the retaining wall. Okay. So... This is a on. You think the planter is on the retaining wall? It's in in it. In in it, wall. in it. Maybe on top of it. And they want a pop of color. Yeah. Clear water. That's clear, a, that's well, clear water. You know, yeah, we, that's tropical. Yeah, that's as tropical as you could get. You could put Anything. a lot of your tropicals on there. You, you know, if you if you have room for them, you put your mandevillas, your hibiscus, mm-hmm. your, your alamanders. Oh, alamanders. Really alamanders are great. Yeah. That's a nice cascading plant. Also. So um, you could do that, or you could also use some of the annuals we use here. Um, I think vinca is a good idea. Mm-hmm. Salvia would be a good idea. Um, some of those that will take the full sun. And um, the sun begonias, that's one of my favorites, one of my all-time favorites. And Jenna, okay, here's, a, here's an exam. You ready? <laughs> the sun begonias, they come a lot of different varieties, but the main varieties over the years we've used have three names. <laughs> Remember? Gin. Gin. Vodka. Oh, vodka. Whiskey. And, whiskey. And, whiskey. and whiskey. And whiskey. And there's a rum, too. Did you know yeah. that? I didn't know there was a <laughs> rum. There's a rum. There is also a rum. My favorite is the vodka, which is a bronze leaf with a red bloom. And down in Clearwater, where obviously you've got a lot of heat, a lot of sun, yep. especially on the retaining wall, I think it would be a beautiful blooming plant. That would last probably all summer. Now, by the in Clearwater, I would think as you get towards the end of the summer, and of course it's always hot. I shouldn't say it's always hot. That's not fair. But it summer's going to last longer. 
it might get a little straggly and you may need to put move it out but it's a great annual that i think would serve well um from the spring through the summer okay very good um and let us know how that goes and i, I love i love that you're spreading the word clearwater clearwater is a neat place i lived in tampa for a while which of course is yeah, the na- a neighbor of Clearwater. Mm-hmm. It's a great part of the country. It really is. Oh, it's beautiful there. It really is. They, it, they can and they can grow so many things. Mm-hmm. Well, they can grow a lot. Of, we all grow the same stuff, but ours won't make it in the cold right. weather because they just don't have the freezes we do. No, no, no. I was a Southwest Florida girl too once. Yeah. And no, there's yeah. no, freezes. no freezes. You had to turn yeah. the AC on sixty yeah. if you but, wanted to feel a freeze. But remember, we talked about back in '87. Was it when we went down to single digits here? That's when they had, I believe, I'm, I'm correct here, and I hope our listener from Clearwater will straighten me out, they had a lot of the citrus in Central Florida mm. didn't make it. Yeah. And a lot of the citrus business kind of gradually moved further south. Mm. Now with the climate change, it's kind of moving back to the north. Um, that may all be urban legend. I don't know, but um, I, I've heard that. And maybe our listener from Clearwater could um, could chime in on some of that. Yeah, and you know, back to the Clearwater, the, the uh, one of Justin's favorites, which is a showstopper, and we were talking earlier, Mike, uh, the Sun Patient. Oh, yes. Sun Patients, it's just a showstopper when they're in full bloom. They bloom from spring to summer. Uh, that'd be gorgeous. Paul Paul did a landscape for a friend of mine um, down on Bio Tahar, and I'm just kind of pulling this out of the air, used approximately 250 to 300 sun impatience mm-hmm. in a big bed. It was, it was kind of dangerous to drive down that road because people were putting their brakes on and stopping and just getting out of their car to look at it. it yeah. you're using the term showstopper yeah, is, is absolutely correct. It was just gorgeous. Oh, I like it. All right. Hey, we got to keep moving with the show today. It's 945 on the Pensacola Expert Panel, just shy of 946. When we come back, a uh, question for the garden show. Is there a good gardening book that you would recommend for Northwest Florida, specifically Escambia County? Yes. Paul's excited to answer that for you when I've we got, come I've back. I've got one too. Paul, you go first. Yeah. I got rhythm, I got music, I got my gal who could ask for anything more, I got daisies. Alrighty, it's 949. Somebody texted in asking for suggestions for a book um, specific for Scambia County, Northwest Florida. I do know we have some available, and can I just say before you tell what they are, um, Bailey's on Davis Highway 2, if you go there, they have local books and they are great mm-hmm. they're wonderful Some great titles I, they, I saw them the other day yes they really they really are good you're I right love 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 them so uh paul what was your suggestion first yeah so i was actually at barnes and noble last weekend and i i took a bunch of pictures of books that are on my book list um there is a southeast home landscaping um florida gardeners handbook um, and then one of uh, two of my favorites, I'm sorry, um, are Florida's Edible Plants, which is a guide to using the landscape for, for edibles. And then Florida Landscape Plants. So there, there's a few that have come out for our area of the southeast. Now, not necessarily regional for Escambia right. County only, but it it's definitely for our area. Very cool. And what was yours, Mike? <clears throat> my, mine, and, and those who have listened to the Garden Line before have heard me say this. 
One of my favorite books is Texas Gardening by Neil Sperry. Neil Sperry is the guru of talk show gardening. He's all over Texas, every station in Texas. But so much of the zones that are in his book is the zone we're in here, like Zone 8. And beautiful pictures of annuals and perennials and vegetables and um it's just it's just a good book. You may have to order it. I don't know if it's readily available, mm-hmm. but I use it as a reference all the time. It's okay. called Texas Gardening by Neil Sperry. Excellent. And, all and, right. and one last quick yes, quick thing. Ahead. Don't forget the Escambia County Extension Service. Yes. They have got a wealth of information mm-hmm. and brochures up there they can help you with. Excellent. Let's hop on over to our phone line, 437-1620. Tommy is on the line. Tommy, do you have a question for Mike? I do, yes. Good morning. Forgive morning. me if you've already answered this question, um, but I just checked into the show, and I just put some zoysia down in my lawn this weekend, and I was wondering um, how much and how often should I water it, and the second part of that is when should I consider putting some fertilizer on it? Good question. Very, very good question. Um, on the fertilizer bit, um, I would wait. I would wait until you've at least mowed it twice, and we are in the month of May. So I would wait till May. Be sure you've mowed it twice. That zoysia is a slow grower, so you may not have mowed it twice by then. But that, that would be exactly what I would do. Watering, if you've just put it down, Paul, you, you may disagree. I don't know. I say water it every day every for day. a while. Every, every day. day. Mm-hmm. Every day. For at least two weeks. At least, at least exactly. For at least a couple of weeks, especially since we're in this little dry period. So um, that's, that's exactly what I would and do. How, how, how much water? I'd go 30 minutes every day. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Now, now, let me say this, though, about I would put absolutely no weed killer on it whatsoever. Um, I wouldn't put any weed killer on it until maybe you want to do pre-emergence in the fall. Um, I just wouldn't do that. But zoysia is going to need fertilizer very similar to St. Augustine. I love the formula, which is a 1608 with slow-release nitrogen. You're perfect. Well, if you've got it, you're in good shape. But I would, I would kind of cool it for a while mm-hmm. and wait till May and then do it then. But be sure you've mowed it twice before you do that mm-hmm. one, one more thing what about lime should i put some lime down good question and i think the only way you would know to do that would be to get a soil test and um and, and I'm, okay. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because our friends over at warner turf has got have got a new soil kit packet that tells you it'll, the results will tell you everything you ever wanted to know about your lawn it's just a soil test kit and um, you send it off, they send you back the results. You might want to check into that. But that is the surefire way to find out if you need lime. Of course, tell them what kind of grass you've got. And when they um, send back the analysis, it'll be all about your zoysia. Yeah, zoysia really doesn't need well, a lot of lime. That's what I shot. Yeah, yeah, zoysia. Zoysia doesn't need as much lime as St. Augustine. St. Augustine um, really does need lime because we have acid soil here in Pensacola. And St. Augustine likes kind of a neutral soil. Uh, if you want to put numbers to it, many times our acidity is around a, a 5, 5.5. You want to be over 6 for your St. Augustine. Okay. Thank All you righty. so much. Tommy, thank you. Thanks, Thanks for Tommy. Great question. Thank you. It.
Uh, let's get to back to our text line here, 850-437-1620. Um, real quick, huge thank you to uh, Paul and Blue Sky Landscaping. They recently completed a job for me at my home. It wasn't the largest job for them, but Paul made me feel like it was the most important job to him. His customer service, knowledge, and responsiveness is second to none. Highly recommend him and the team at Blue Sky. Thank you. Thank you for that. I love that. that. Thank you for texting that in. And uh, here's a question real quick. How do I get rid of a few patches of crabgrass? Okay, Paul, answer that question. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. There is crabgrass preventer. And the the key word there is preventer. Once you get it, it's... it's, Once uh, you got it, you've got it. and really, if you've got just a big patch of it, you may want to use a non-selective herbicide, kill it all, get yeah. down to bare dirt, and then resod in that area. Or get out there with your shovel mm-hmm. and, and kind of dig it up. But even when you do that, even when you do one of those two things, that crabgrass, you don't need to leave too much in there for it to come mm-hmm. back. So it's, it's a real problem. But crabgrass preventer um, might help you in areas where you have potential crabgrass coming but it's not going to do anything for the crabgrass that's there no crab crabgrass roots go pretty deep too exactly you're exactly right it's it's a tough one it, it really is but you may just have to kill everything mm-hmm. and start, start over. over oh boy okay that's great news 956 on that <laughs> note let's take a quick break before we wrap things it's up a happy on a show today. note <laughs> Well, man, we've had so much fun this morning here on the Garden Line. I, I really appreciate Paul dropping in and the trio of us being able to hang out. And um, I mean, I'm not much help, but I get to take it all in and facilitate just a little bit here. So thank you, Paul, for joining us. Yeah. And thank you, everybody who texted in. It was a very lively show, lots of information. And we, you know, we just totally appreciate our listeners yes. who text oh, us yeah. and call us on the phone. And it's just a special treat to have Paul here with us. I mean, he's a wealth of knowledge. And, I mean, he's on the ground. He's out doing these jobs in Pensacola right now. So he's um, he knows what he's talking about, and his reputation precedes him. He does oh, a great job. Yeah, does I had to job. say, just definitely if you, you, you need that, um, that advice and that direction too, even if it's a DIY, just give them a call mm-hmm. and, and talk to them. Uh, if you just are unsure of what's going on, it's it's better to ask. Plus, we have you know different zones right here in our in our uh, or in our county. Whether you've got Sandy area or Clay or whatever, so it's good to just yeah. ask those questions. But we love having them here on the Garden Line. This Paul is, will be joining me next week. Right, I've got to um, go to Tallahassee for yeah, you're a little have business some fun. Yeah, so I'll um I'll miss y'all, but I yes. will see you in the a next couple week. of weeks. Perfect. All right. Thanks for hanging out with us this morning here on the Garden Line. Stay tuned. Armada Advisors is next.